It's 11 minutes before the hour. You're listening to Raven Radio, KCAW Sitka. Today is Friday, March 19, 2021. I'm Erin Fulton with Raven News. The Sitka Assembly hosted a town hall this week to hear feedback on the potential sale of the former Sitka Community Hospital building. City Administrator John Leach led the meeting in the auditorium at Harrigan Centennial Hall. Around a dozen people attended, along with some Assembly members and city staff. Most of those who testified opposed selling the Sitka Community Hospital building, including Karen Lucas, who called for a public vote. An emphatic no. I'm sorry, it's city property. It's owned by the citizens. Any decisions made about that property need to come to a vote. And the building, which is a sound, good building that the city could use for other purposes, once the lease is up, and we're just cutting ourselves off at the the neck to sell off any city property. The city sold the business to the Southeast Alaska Regional Health Consortium two years ago, and Search currently leases the building to house its long-term care unit. Search expressed interest in purchasing the building last fall, with plans to make a significant investment in the building as it gears up for a multi-million dollar hospital expansion project. City Administrator Leach said there are now several parties interested in purchasing the property. City code used to require a public vote on the sale of any property valued over $500,000. But the 2018 Assembly changed that rule, replacing it with an optional advisory vote of the public that would be non-binding. Earlier this month, the Assembly voted to hold town halls to gather public input in lieu of an advisory vote. Tuesday's town hall was not the final opportunity to give feedback on the sale. Another town hall is scheduled for March 30th. And the city has also created a digital survey. You can find a link to the survey and a video of the full town hall on our website, kcaw.org. Herring season is underway in Sitka, and the sacro fishery is likely to happen after a two-year hiatus. Earlier this week, demonstrators gathered outside Sitka's courthouse to catch the attention of the Alaska Department of Fish and Game, calling for changes to the management of the fishery. KCAW's Catherine Rose reports. A group of about 60 demonstrators are marching around the Sitka courthouse in the pouring rain. Some participants drum and sing, while others hold signs that read things like, Honor the Herring, and 33,000 tons, you've got to be crazy. The demonstration was organized by the Herring Protectors. The group advocates for herring and subsistence harvesters and calls into question the state's management of the commercial herring fishery. They've chosen to demonstrate here because the Alaska Department of Fish and Game Office is inside the courthouse, and they want to catch the department's attention as the commercial herring season approaches. Standing in front of the courthouse doors, Louise Brady picks up the megaphone to speak to the crowd. And I really appreciate you being out here because the voices of our tribal elders, the voices of our culture bearers, have spoken loud for several decades at the Board of Fish with no response, with no response, because our herring are so precious to us. 
Brady points out a sign that says respect Clinket science. She says Clinket people took care of the land and waters for thousands of years successfully. And elders have been testifying before the state's board of fish for decades now, concerned about changes to the herring spawn and a species in decline. They have been trying to tell the state that without the herring, we all are going to be in trouble because the herring, the spirit of the herring, they feed us every spring. They feed the salmon, they feed the birds, they feed the whales, they feed us. The commercial fishery didn't open last year or the year before. The fish were too young and small to be marketable abroad. But this year, a fishery is looking more likely. Based on their models, state managers believe it's sustainable to open the fishery this year. The Department of Fish and Game met on March 12th to review data from the past two years and talk about projections for 2021. Sherry Dressel is a state fisheries biologist. We expect to see a high number of five-year-olds. And the forecasted average weight has now um, gotten up to 112 grams. And that's for the all the fish in the population. ADF&G is predicting around 210 tons of herring will return to Sitka Sound this year. Of those fish, it has set a harvest limit of 33,000 tons. So far this spring, state aerial surveyors haven't observed herring spawn in Sitka Sound. Spawning could begin any time between now and April. Sitka isn't the only place where access to the traditional food has become more challenging. ANS Grand President Paulette Moreno noted a court order filed in Canada earlier this month. The Guachlanakwakdauk Nations, a First Nations government in British Columbia, filed an injunction on March 9th to stop a commercial herring fishery near Vancouver because they found stocks were too low to sustain a harvest. Canadian officials have agreed to delay the fishery until a judgment is reached. And their, their board of fish people are standing aside, and they may allow the herring to come forward, but until their injunction is heard, they are standing aside. Because the native people of that land have spoken. We are asking for that same respect. The Sitka tribe of Alaska sued the state over management of the commercial fishery in 2018. The case is still being litigated, but the tribe has already won some ground in the fight. Last year, a Juno judge ruled that the state had not demonstrated that it allowed for reasonable opportunity for subsistence in the management of the fishery and ordered the department to make some changes. According to an STA press release, the tribe is working with the state to conduct in-season subsistence harvest monitoring this year, a result of the court's ruling. The daily data they collect will be considered by ADF and G biologists throughout the commercial fishery to ensure subsistence harvesters have reasonable access to the resource. The commercial fishery goes on two-hour notice on March 20th, and the herring protectors say they will continue to organize in the coming weeks. Reporting in Sitka, I'm Catherine Rose. The Alaska Department of Fish and Game is hosting an informational meeting about the Sitka Sacro herring fishery today at 9 a.m. You can find a link to the virtual meeting on our website at kcaw.org. The theme for the first issue of a new magazine in Alaska is looking at how living through COVID-19 has changed our relationships. Alaska Public Media's Alice Cunnick Glenn has more on what led an Anchorage-based graphic designer to launch a publication a year into the pandemic. 
Nora Geekin is the graphic design artist behind Anecdote, a print and digital download magazine showcasing written and visual art. The idea for the magazine came to her in early January 2021, when it became clear that the COVID-19 vaccines would become widely available and the collective experience of the pandemic would change dramatically. Anecdote will be a place for creative Alaskans to reflect on how the past year of loss and isolation has affected us all. It's sort of an alternative to the way that we've been absorbing information so intensely through news and social media, which are both very important, but they can be very overwhelming. Geekin moved from Anchorage to Albuquerque in the fall of 2019 and had undergone her own feelings of isolation and disconnection from the place she calls home. I was really feeling disconnected because I live, I do live in Albuquerque right now for a few years and I wanted to reconnect with like my creative communities back in Alaska. And I'd just been very isolated because I'd gone through this big move and then the pandemic hit. The theme for the first issue is endemic to the pandemic, exploring how the COVID-19 pandemic has influenced relationships of all kinds, interpersonal relationships, relationships to space and time, and how we relate to life itself. Like the magazine, the theme is open-ended and open to interpretation. Geekin hopes the magazine will be an inclusive space for all kinds of voices. It's meant to be a really inclusive space for people to pause and produce work that helps them to like digest this really intense experience that we've all had in different individual ways throughout the past year. Each issue will feature a guest Alaskan curator. For the first issue, Inubak photographer Jenny Irene Miller will curate a section on Alaskan photographers. In addition to creative expression, Geekin also hopes it will become a community resource for creatives in Alaska. Everyone who makes a submission to Anecdote will be listed into a directory for anyone to access and find an artist or writer to work with or hire for future projects. It's an opportunity to like digest and integrate all these experiences so that it's not just this constant sort of anxious buzz of information and changing circumstances that we're all just like living through as we must every day. Submissions are open through April 6, and detailed information about the magazine, theme, and submission instructions are available on the website, anecdotemagazine.com. The first issue will be available by print and digital download by midsummer 2021. In Anchorage, I'm Alice Kanik Glenn. Taking a look at the community calendar. Southeast Alaska Master Gardeners Association hosts a free virtual gardening conference Friday and Saturday, March 19th and 20th. Go to seak-mastergardeners.org for topics, schedule, and to get registered. A Zoom Wuchin Health Networking and Learning Meeting is at noon today. The purpose is to spark partnerships and promote cross-sector collaboration, learning, and networking to improve well-being in Sitka. For more information, go to sitkahealthsummit.org. For Zoom connection information, email amandar at search.org. I'm Erin Fulton, and this has been Raven News. Mm-hmm.